It's Wednesday, September 25th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. President Trump's under fire for a phone call he had with the Ukrainian president, in which he allegedly pressured him to investigate former VP Joe Biden. Today, Trump showed everyone his receipts. No push, no pressure, no nothing. Then, the CEO of Juul stepped down today, and the guy replacing him may surprise you. And finally, how McDonald's is changing the job hunting game. Yes, McDonald's. We're here to make your evening smarter. Let's skim this. Today's episode is brought to you by John Hancock. Skim This helps you understand the news today. John Hancock can help you plan for tomorrow. The most complicated story today is about the phone call heard around the world. Or should we say the phone call summarized around the world? We've been talking about this a lot. At the end of July, President Trump called up the new president of Ukraine, Volodymyr Zelensky, and allegedly tried to persuade Zelensky to find some dirt on former Vice President Joe Biden. Trump has denied that he inappropriately pressured Zelensky. This morning, we got a look at the contents of the call. Sort of. The White House released what it called a transcript of that conversation. So today we're going to get into what exactly went down in that phone call, what legal questions the conversation is raising, and how the leaders on the line are responding. Let's get into it, starting with the transcript. That's not actually a transcript. After getting lots of pressure to release info about what happened on the call, this morning, the White House released a readout, which basically means it's not a word-for-word transcript, but a memo of notes and memories from national security staffers who were listening in. According to this memo, during the call, Trump reminded Zelensky of how much the U.S. is helping Ukraine. And then, Trump went in for the thing we all hate being asked. He told the Ukrainian president, quote, I would like you to do us a favor. According to the memo, Trump asked Zelensky for a few things. But the main thing is that Trump told Zelensky that he'd heard about a prosecutor in Ukraine who'd been unfairly pushed out. He said there's a lot of talk that it's related to former VP Biden. We told you about this on Monday. Back in 2016, Biden voiced the Obama administration's position that Ukraine's prosecutor hadn't done enough to stop corruption and should be fired. Reportedly, that prosecutor had investigated a company that Biden's son worked for, though that probe had reportedly finished before Biden called for his firing. And there's no evidence that either Biden did anything wrong. Okay, back to the call. According to this memo, Trump repeatedly told Zelensky that he should call his personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, and the Attorney General of the United States, Bill Barr, to talk about what happened with Biden and that prosecutor. And Zelensky agreed. The call appears to have ended in good spirits. Zelensky mentioned staying at the Trump Hotel in New York, and Trump invited him to the White House. Cool, cool. Except not cool. Because a whistleblower in the intelligence community reportedly flagged the contents of this call to the inspector general. Once the IG gave the okay, the complaint was supposed to go up the flagpole to the director of national intelligence, and then to Congress. It didn't make it to Congress. But today, we learned the complaint did get sent to the Justice Department's criminal division. The reason is that President Trump asking a foreign leader to help get dirt on his political opponent looked to some people like a possible violation of campaign finance law. See, federal law prohibits politicians from either asking for or receiving a, quote, 
thing of value from either foreign citizens or foreign governments that could help them in a political campaign. The Department of Justice says, we looked into whether the Trump-Zelensky call violated campaign finance law, but they said, we don't see it. According to NPR, the department decided those things of value needed to be quantifiable, i.e. have a price tag, but they couldn't figure out what that value would be here. And when asked why Trump was telling the Ukrainian president to work with the attorney general to find dirt on Biden, the DOJ also says, we weren't told anything about that. But even if the DOJ thinks this matter is settled and the White House thinks releasing the memo means this story is over, it's not clear that it is. Dems are saying this memo doesn't make them feel better about the content of the phone call. Here's Senator Schumer, the top Dem in the Senate. Do any of my Republican colleagues think this phone call reflects a president pursuing the national interest, or was he pursuing his own political ambitions? Every Republican, every one of them, needs to answer this question. Republicans are starting to answer, and most who are talking say the transcript shows that the phone call isn't a big deal. Except for Utah Senator Mitt Romney, who dropped this firebomb today. This remains deeply troubling, and uh, uh, we'll see where it leads, but uh, the, the first reaction is uh, troubling. Yeah, so other than him, Republicans who are speaking out today are standing by the president and saying this whole thing isn't a big deal. In any case, because it's 2019 and we're apparently living in the matrix, both Trump and the Ukrainian president, the two people everyone and their mom are talking about, were in the same place at the same time today, at the UN General Assembly. If they had any other matters to discuss, no one was listening. When asked about the whole Trump call, Zelensky said he has no desire to get involved in US politics, and that his chat with Trump was no big deal. We had... Uh... I think good uh, phone call, it was normal, we spoke about many things and I, so, so I think, and you read it, that nobody pushed it, pushed me, yes. In other words, no pressure. So what's the skim? Today the White House released a quasi-transcript of Trump's convo with the Ukrainian president from back in July, after allegations that he had inappropriately pressured the Ukrainian president to investigate Joe Biden, who you might remember is a frontrunner in the 2020 Democratic primary. So lots of red flags here. But the Trump administration says, look, here are the receipts. Everything checks out. But the White House releasing these phone call notes hasn't lessened the criticism. And now Dems say they want more. They want to see the whistleblower complaint that basically kickstarted this whole saga, which officials in the Trump administration tried to keep from Congress. Republican Senator John Cornyn says it's supposed to be delivered to the Senate today. So yeah, lots of breaking news this week. And it's only Wednesday. And in the meantime, calls for impeachment in the democratically controlled House of Representatives are growing stronger. Now, the top Dem in the House says she's on board with an inquiry and says this memo of the phone call confirms the need. If you're having deja vu here, there's a reason. More on that in a minute. You've got a lot going on. It's easy to get caught up in the present and forget the future. But the only way to enjoy what's to come is to prepare for it now. So after this episode, take a minute to think about your future, as in buying a house, building a family, and planning for retirement. 
Think of it as self-care for future you. That's a lot to think about. We can help. We've partnered with John Hancock to make it easier to live smarter, plan smarter, and face the future, whatever that looks like for you. Go to theskim.com forward slash future to learn more. Before we got all this news about the Ukraine call today, the big story was that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi had finally given her blessing to the I-word. I'm announcing the House of Representatives moving forward with an official impeachment inquiry. Some Dems have been pushing to impeach Trump practically since he was inaugurated. After special counsel Robert Mueller dropped his big report on Russian interference in the 2016 election, there was an even bigger push to at least investigate whether the president should be impeached. Until yesterday, Pelosi had resisted. She wanted more of the public to be on board. Now, with more and more moderate Dems on board, Pelosi says she is too. Why? This week, the president has admitted to asking the president of Ukraine to take actions which would benefit him politically. The, action of the, tr- the actions of the Trump presidency revealed the dishonorable fact of the president's betrayal of his oath of office, betrayal of our national security, and betrayal of the integrity of our elections. The timing's important here. Pelosi announced her support for an inquiry before we had all those details on the phone call with the Ukrainian president. And no one's even seen the whistleblower's complaint yet. But Pelosi also said, this is about more than just Ukraine. For months now, a lot of different committees in the House have been looking into President Trump's behavior on topics ranging from his business dealings to his tax returns. And now Pelosi is saying some of those committees will be looped into this new push for impeachment. I'm directing our six committees to proceed with their investigations under that umbrella of impeachment inquiry. The president must be held accountable. No one is above the law. But remember, some members of Congress were already looking into impeachment, well before Pelosi's big announcement. We talked about this back on September 12th. That's when the House Judiciary Committee voted to give itself more powers to hold impeachment hearings, to decide whether Trump had committed an impeachable offense. This was a big deal because it's also the Judiciary Committee's job to recommend whether the full House of Representatives should consider formal articles of impeachment. Now, five more committees will get to send them their evidence for other potentially impeachable offenses. Hope they're not inbox zero people. Even if the House does impeach the president, which could take months, it goes to the Senate for a conviction, which is run by Republicans right now. So this whole impeachment thing is going to be a bumpy ride. Today, the CEO of the biggest name in e-cigarettes, Juul, stepped down. And now the company's also nixing a big marketing campaign. It's the latest in a string of bad headlines for Juul Labs, which is known for its vapes, those electronic cigarettes that kind of look like a USB drive. Since the summer, hundreds of people across the U.S. have reported mysterious vaping-related illnesses, and nine deaths have been linked to vaping. Last week, the Food and Drug Administration announced they've been conducting a criminal investigation into the supply chain of vaping products. No specific product or company has been blamed, but since Juul dominates the U.S. e-cigarette market, they're taking heat, and their sales have declined. Juul has been marketing its product as replacements for tobacco products. Now, it turns out, 
The guy replacing Juul CEO is from a tobacco and cigarette company. Full circle. Before we go today, we've got a fun fact coming to you from the Golden Arches. Today, McDonald's launched a function dubbed Apply Through that allows people to apply for jobs by talking to their Amazon Alexa or Google Assistant. Once you give the voice command like, Alexa, help me get a job at McDonald's, it'll reportedly ask you what country you want to work in. Then you give your phone number to continue the process. McDonald's is reportedly the first company to use smart speaker platforms this way. And they're actually the ones who developed the technology. So cheers to your favorite AI companion stepping up the job search game. And that's all for Skim This. Thanks for listening, and we'd love for you to subscribe and leave a review. Also, we want to give you a heads up about our other podcast, Skimmed from the Couch. In this week's episode, our co-founders and CEOs, Carly and Danielle, sat down with Sarah Kaus, the founder and CEO of Swell, the sustainable water bottle that you're probably carrying around right now. They talk about things like Sarah's mission to reduce single-use plastic worldwide and why you can't always keep your big idea to yourself. Listen to this new episode on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. 